Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sounds Like Sam. I'm your host, Sam. Man, it's been a while. Thank you for joining me today on uh, this podcast episode. Let's just call it Start of Season 5. That was me clapping. Okay, well, anyways, uh, it's really good to be back. I know it's been a while. Basically, my idea moving forward is that I'm going to make actually different podcasts. So, sounds like Sam is going to be more of a, almost a channel instead of just like a podcast. I've said before that I really wanted to explore different areas and niches that I'm very interested in. And obviously, I talk most about fantasy football. So I want to make a, a podcast about fantasy football solely about fantasy football but also put it on my sounds like sam account pretty sure i'm going with the uh fantasy football podcast and it's going to be called the bullseye fantasy football podcast that's right bring back bullseye fantasy football i if you don't know i've had a, a channel on instagram i've had a twitter account it's probably about time that i actually make it into a podcast because I think it'll just bring more people to it and it'll be just an easier way to listen and you won't have to be like listening to weird episodes on Sounds Like Sam if you don't want to. So essentially you'll, you you can follow along on Sounds Like Sam or you can also, if you just want to hear my fantasy football con- content, you'll go to my Bullseye Fantasy Football podcast account or page or whatever so that's the idea and uh, i'm still coming up with the names for the other ones but bullseye fantasy football podcast is uh, i think a hit and uh that's happening so uh just a fair warning i guess hopefully that explanation kind of helps anyways uh moving on i I, since this is going to be basically my first dual episode where I will eventually post this as my first Bullseye Fantasy Football podcast episode along with my first Sounds Like Sam episode of the season. I wanted to talk about some news that happened around the football world as well as uh, fantasy stock prices that are uh, players who are rising and falling was going to talk about a little bit of the running back payment controversy and my thoughts about that. And then um, some other things uh, that I think were interesting. So, also, if you're watching this on YouTube or whatever, uh, the background is of my closets. So, first news, I think the real, one of the biggest headlines, I think, of just football in general has to be DeAndre Hopkins is signing with the Tennessee Titans. And I feel like the fantasy football community has had a field day with this. I know it's happened. It probably happened like a week ago. Um, so I'm not like right on the the button with it. But I feel like a lot of these professional fantasy football hosts or whatever are really just pulling the plug on the DeAndre Hopkins train. Which I think is a horrible idea if you are into fantasy football and uh, you're looking for a guy who's reliable, who's a number one guy who really has had pretty a good career in the, the NFL and has worked with some 
great quarter, some really good quarterbacks and some really bad quarterbacks. And I, I think for a lot of people, they're skeptical about what uh, Tennessee Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill will be able to accomplish with DeAndre Hopkins. And I personally don't think it's going to be an issue. In fact, I think for DeAndre, I think if besides the money aspect, I think some of the things he was looking for besides money would be a decent quarterback, a team where he's going to be the number one go-to guy, and uh, a, a chance for him to you know start over, be on a team that I think has a possibility of a future in terms of you know having a good team. I don't know if it's this year for for the Titans themselves, but for DeAndre Hopkins in terms of fantasy, uh, I believe his his stock has actually dropped to a lot of people, and I think it's this is an opportunity for you to buy him because, like I've kind of said, I, I like the fact that he's actually with Ryan Tannehill. Him and A.J. Brown had a great connection, and that's what's kind of skyrocketed him. I think... He's just going to make all the wide receiver room a lot better. Hopefully, Traylon Burks can learn under DeAndre in this veteran presence. Um, people have said that, you know, Julio was on the team and Robert Woods and those veteran, decent wide receivers came to the Titans and had found no success. But then there's also guys, you know, like Corey Davis, who really f- flowered under the, the Titans and... I believe if he didn't have such a, a big paid payment coming in, if he would have stayed, he would have been doing a lot better than he has done on the Jets. And I think for the Titans moving forward, even though it's maybe not going to be Ryan Tannehill, you know they still they they grabbed that that Kentucky quarterback um, Will Levis, who I think is actually going to be one of the better quarterbacks from this rookie class. I don't think he's going to start or anything unless like something crazy happens and Tannehill gets injured, but I think the dynamic of, uh, I mean, they're obviously running Derek Henry is going to run the show because it's his team, but with, uh, I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to be a great go-to guy for people. I don't know. He might, he might not get, you know, over 100 receptions, but I think he could have 90. And I think at this current position of on ESPN, he's ranked wide receiver 22. I think he can, that's an, I think that's easily convertible to a top 10, to him being a top 10 wide receiver. So I think that's a steal. Um, or at least a possible steal. I spent a lot of time on that, but, uh, I still think he's at the top of his game, and I think he proved it last year when he was out because of, like, PUD suspension for, like, nine games. He played the last nine games and was, like, totally elite. So I don't think he's going to have a problem. I think if if anybody says in your league that they're sleeping on him, you should be looking at him (laughs) and drafting him. Uh, Let's see. Other news. Dalvin Cook doesn't have a place. Right now, it looks like teams that are interested are Miami, the Patriots, and the Jets. If I had a if I had a best location, it'd probably be Miami. I mean, they still have like Raheem Mostert and uh, 
they have another guy, but you know, I don't, I don't think, I don't want him to. Re- I mean, it could be a decent, an interesting pair up if it was uh, Dalvin Cook and uh, Raheem. No, not Raheem. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson. I think that would be an interesting uh, dynamic. I don't know if I'd love it, though, for fantasy. He could be, like, what LeGarrette Blunt was for that one year where he was just, like, a touchdown guy and uh, scored, like, 20 touchdowns. But, uh... And then I don't know that I want him on the Jets either because even though, you know, he'd be a great matchup with Brees Hall, I'd rather Brees Hall run the show, and I, I just don't know if that's, like, a great fit Although, I think it's going to be a really good team. I don't see that being a good fantasy place for him. But in terms of uh, fantasy draft ability, you know, he is really low right now. According to ESPN's current PPR rankings, he's uh, the 27th running back. Which he could easily be a top 10 player if he's drafted to the right place. Yeah, that's my take on that. Um... Other news, uh, okay, here's one, the, uh, Naheem Hines news, he was, uh, uh, he, or he is the Bills running back that they traded for last season with, uh, uh, the Colts, so he was supposed to come in, kind of be their receiving threat, uh, a possible, you know, punter or kick returner, he had that ability, just a pass, he's a pass catching running back, and um, it was injured on a ski accident, and uh, he's basically he's out for the season. And so, should professional athletes be allowed to you know do these out outdoor activities? Obviously, that sounds like ridiculous now, but when you think about it, like he basically by getting himself injured in a skiing accident, he has. He's now damaged goods. I wouldn't be surprised if, I mean, the Bills maybe let him go. I mean, maybe they could bring him back, but it's like, what's the point? Like, he's, this is a pretty serious injury if it's, if he's out for full season. And, uh, you know, when you're an athlete, when you're a professional athlete and your, your whole job and your livelihood is dependent on you playing in games and, you're out for the season. It's like, do you really want to take that risk by, you know, going and skiing? In my opinion, they should, the the teams should have a strict policy of like, you know, your your only job is to stay like practice. I mean, you can practice, you can do this, but and you you can you can, you can practice, you can be at home. You can go to restaurants, but what you can't do, you can't do anything outside of football or training. Uh, and I know that sounds ridiculous, but like, like no jet skiing, no no skiing, no basketball. I mean, there's a reason why uh, Miles Garrett, the people were telling uh, the Browns were telling Miles Garrett to stop playing basketball and stop dunking is because like he get injured. He <laughs> And uh, I, I rightfully agree. They're paying them millions of dollars, and uh, they don't want them to go to waste. B- 
based off of an outside injury. Plus, when you're a pro athlete too and you're getting paid millions of dollars, when you, you can retire like literally at 35 years old, if you save your money right, you like then 35 and up, you know, then you, that's the time to go do those, all those things to go skiing, go, um, I don't know, surfing or I don't really know what other, what other things people like football players really do activity wise, but just like, don't do anything that's going to risk or jeopardize your career. And that's all you have to do. And you're, you only have to do it for like 10 years. And then if you, that's why I think it's important to, to like preach financial awareness and, uh, making good decisions with money and that, uh, it's, it's a good thing for like, or it would, I don't know if NFL teams do it, but it'd be a good thing to invest in because even though, you know, going kind of back to fantasy football, Naheem Hines's stock has now totally decreased, even though it wasn't like that good to begin with, in my opinion, James Cook's value has now skyrocketed because Naheem Hines is in there. He's going to, James Cook is going to be the main pass catcher for the Bills. Devin Singletary is in there. Basically, it's James Cook's team, and uh, I know they have, uh, what's his face, uh, he's Patriots running back, Damian Harris, who I actually do like a lot, but I, I think James Cook is going to be more utilized than uh, Damian Harris will, so Damian Harris will probably be more like a goal line back. Uh, James is going to be like pass catching, going to do it all kind of guy, fantasy-wise, it's a it's a factor to to pick them, especially in PPR leagues. I guess I could talk a little bit about the the running back payment controversy and my opinions about it. The payment controversy really started when, um, in particular, Austin Eckler was uh, really unhappy with the way that the the running back landscape has worked out, where you know teams just don't want to pay uh, these big name running backs long term contracts because. They're running backs, and they can find it's it's easy. It's been easier for teams to find rookie running backs who are cheaper, and then to pay veterans a lot of money. And if I decide with one group over the other, I would definitely sign with the the organization because the business strategy it makes sense right now. You know why would you why would you I mean yes some. It, for a guy like Austin Eckler, he it has played vital role to the team, and he's been a really good player for them. They could probably find another guy just as good, who or who's going to be just as good, like in a year or two, who's who's young, who's still on a rookie contract, or pay twenty million dollars a year for Austin Eckler, where that money could go somewhere else. So business wise, I think it makes sense. I think. Running back wise and investing wise, it's better to invest in the rookies. But that doesn't mean that I don't think that they shouldn't be paid big money. I think, you know, guys like Derrick Henry obviously should be paid because he's literally the face of their franchise right now. And he's like, like that's the thing that they build their team around is around him. He's also a little bit of a different breed, I'd say. I mean, he's he's just a huge. I think he's like six three, maybe six four, two hundred 
50 pounds. When you build a team around him, it's a little bit easier to front a little bit more money on him. But I think if I think the solution now this is gonna sound really dumb, but the solution to this running back problem for long term deals is gonna be that one running backs are gonna have to and the the, the go to running backs are in particular are gonna have to show the owners that they can't win without them. And to do that they have to play in a few games like three games and just ball out those three games and then once they've established that you know they're they're there then they just all <laughs> they all just fade uh not fade away but they they protest they don't play in the game and they say give me <laughs> sign me to a long-term contract <laughs> that sounds so stupid but it's it was one of my ideas that, like, they all have to band together and basically show their teams that if you want to win right now, you need me. And, uh, I'm not going to play until you sign me to a long-term contract. It bas- it's basically, like, blackmailing, kind of. Because unless they have, like, another guy, I think that's, like, the only problem is they have, like, a rookie or something behind him who's doing, like, just as good then then that's not what you want. But if they don't have a guy, then that's going to, you know, move the ball forward for them money-wise and deal-wise. But uh, the only other thing they could do is and, and that uh, I think would make more sense. When, but at the same time, it really, I don't think it would work out either because my other idea was that all the running backs who are in, like, rookie deals or undrafted free agents they need to demand more money up front because they have to know that the name of the game running backs don't last as long as other positional players and just are not as valuable because they're they are kind of replaceable so we want more money up front and that could kind of change the because I mean, because that's the other thing too. If you think about it, is if the running back position is becoming, or if the running back position gets to the point where they have to start take like the better rookies, people are gonna go after them more. That's when they're gonna start demanding more money up front because they know that um, as rookies. If, if that makes, I don't know if that makes any sense, but basically, even though they don't value them down the road for long-term deals, the organizations are going to start wanting them more for their rookie contract, so they're, they'd be willing to take running backs higher than they, ne- than they sh- would have in the past because it's, it's now more valuable to find a running back. Like, t- teams are going to want to go for him more. But I would say it's it's a little bit harder to define. I don't know. Okay, well, those are just my two ideas for that. Um, kind of went off tangent, but yeah, running backs across the league, they're really sourcing their frustration with the pay gap. And um, basically, I think 
guys like Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell ruined the long-term deals because they basically showed that they weren't able to fulfill their obligations on the field enough. So I kind of think it starts with them. I think my my other thing related to football was going to be kind of a stupid uh, take is that uh, I think the NFL should start featuring players' nicknames on their jerseys. I think it'd be really funny to see, but it'd be it'd be interesting to see what like like what the players' nicknames are on the team or if they have one or not. And uh, I think it could be a good selling point for at least like you know, fanatics to have, like, a one, and, and I wouldn't say it would be, like, for the season, but, like, what the Heat versus the Nets did in 2014, where, you know, they had LeBron James, um, and, like, Kyrie, or, yeah, I think Kyrie, and, uh, just other players, like, they were just, they just had nick- their nicknames on the back of their jersey, and I just think it'd be cool to do it for, like, a game, um, to see what other players would be called, and, yeah, uh, fantasy stocks, Here's a segment. I'm going to tell you a player, and then I'm going to give you their rising or falling, and then if I'm buying or selling. So here we go. Uh, fantasy stocks, starting off with DeAndre Hopkins. I think right now he is falling, but I think he is a buy. <laughs> that make that uh, make that official. Running back James Cook. Talk about him also. I think his stock is rising with Naheem Hines. Going injured for the year and Devin Singletary not being there. I think PPR-wise, he's a buy, uh, considering where he's at. Especially if you if you go wide if you're going wide receiver heavy in the beginning, he's a good guy to target. You know, around five or uh, like four or five, depending on how many players in, are in your league. Next, uh, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow actually uh, was carted off the field today with a possible minor sprain. Uh, that might fall his uh, his uh, draft stock a little bit. Although right now his draft stock is very high, considering. So I'd still buy though. I mean, if I could get him in the fourth or fifth round, I think I'd do that. Uh, and I think he's he's gonna be totally healthy. So that was a little bit weird, but if that makes sense. Like on the on the season, he was higher, but this might drop him a little bit lower. Um, but I don't think it's really going to affect him, so I think he's still by. Uh, next, Calvin Ridley. I think he, he's come back from a season-long suspension from gambling. been watching videos on him. His stock is rising, but it's not It's not too bad. He's not really considered top 10 right now. He's considered uh, wide receiver 27, and I think that is a steal because I think Jaguars have an elite offense right now, and... You're going to want him on your team. He's going to come in. I think he's going to replace Christian Kirk as the number one wide receiver. And uh, he's going to be a go-to guy for Trevor Lawrence. So I like him. He's a buy. Brandon Cooks going to the Dallas Cowboys. They need some wide receiver talent. And I like Brandon Cooks. But to me, he hasn't shown enough recently for me to really want him. And I think I like other guys better than him that are around him. So he's a sell for me. Alvin Kamara is actually right above him in terms of ESPN uh, PPR rankings. And uh, right now, he has fallen to running back 29, which is what he was last year. He did not have a good year. But I think he has a chance of recovery under Derek Carr. 
think Josh Jacobs had a really good year with him. I, I know he, he might be suspended for the first six games, but I think he's going to be, I think he's comeback season for Alvin Kamara and throwing the pass behind him with his the stuff that was going on with him. I think he's a good good buy for PPR leagues, especially, again, with uh, if you're going wide or zero heavy, he's going to be a guy to target. Bijan Robinson, uh, rookie from Texas, going on the uh, Falcons. He's projected as, I believe, the wide receiver. I mean, running back three. He's the running back three right now for fantasy football. That's a little bit too high for me for a rookie. And I don't really, I don't know. I don't trust rookies as much anymore. Um, I know he's going to be a starter, but, like, is he really going to be the next Saquon Barkley? I mean, maybe, but, like, to me, I'd rather take him. I'd rather take, uh, I'd rather take Tyreek Hill. I'd rather take Derrick Henry. I'd, I'd rather take Saquon Barkley. I'd rather take Devontae Adams than B. John Robinson. Nothing against him. I just would rather go with someone who I know is more reliable, who's uh, less risky. Uh, Cole Komet, he's a buy for me. His uh, draft stock is down. He's uh, ranked the number 12 tight end. And he's like overall like number... He's number 102 on the ESPN's PPR top 300 list. He's for some reason that's that seems really low for him, and uh, but at the end of the season with Justin Fields, I thought he had something going, some chemistry going. So if you're in a PPR league and you're looking for a tight end late, I think he is a great tight end to target. So I, he's a buy for me. Najee Harris, I think his stock his stock price has been lowered. He's uh, Running back 14, but I think with the offense that uh, the offensive line and the offensive weapons the Steelers have built around Kenny Pickett, Najee Harris has been a thousand. I think he had 1,200 yards rushing. He didn't have, I don't think he did great with as a receiver, but he didn't do like horrible. I think this is a great opportunity for him to really step up and rise to be a top five running back. He's going to get a lot more opportunities to score, and he didn't really have that last season. I think he's going to be over... I wouldn't be surprised if he's over 1,500 yards, over 15 touchdowns, over 45 receptions. So I, I really like him this year. He's a buy for me. Um, and then Alexander Madison, uh, he's taken over as uh, Dalvin Cook's running back. He, so his draft stock value has really risen. Uh, used to be just a bench backup player you'd get now he's full-fledged first rounder he really kind of I mean the situation really reminds me of kind of like I don't know if you remember D'Angelo Williams when um, I think Le'Veon Bell was out for like like six games I mean not really similar to that because I mean he came uh, Bell came back that year and killed it whereas Alexander Madison is just taking over the, the running back one spot I don't like I don't love him as a player. I don't think he's going to be better than Dalvin Cook, but I think it's it's again with if you're going like wide receiver heavy, he's definitely a good option to look for because I think he could be scoring you like 15 points a game, which is really good. I think I mean I love their offense that they have going on uh, with Justin Jefferson. They have uh, Hawkinson. Uh, they have a, like a rookie on another rookie wide receiver. Kirk Cousins has been doing pretty okay. I mean, I think it's a good position for him, so uh, I, I'd say he's a buy for me as well. 
So, uh, that's really the conclusion of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, go subscribe to my podcast, Sounds Like Sam, wherever you find your podcasts. And make sure you also subscribe to Bullseye Fantasy Football Podcast, which is, this is going to be the first episode for that as well. So, yeah, uh, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to message me on uh, Bullseye Fantasy on Twitter. I believe it's called X now, but... I don't really know. <laughs> or uh, you can email or message me on uh, Instagram as well. And uh, sounds like Sam podcast. I can't remember, but whatever. Oh, uh, well, thanks for listening. All right. Peace.